All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Oh, you know what? Certain times you should never ask questions. Like some things are better left unanswered. Gosh, because I didn't know what the Human Centipede movie franchise was. So in the commercial break, I'm asking Wanye and Connor and Declan what it is and then explain it to me to me. Now I just want to barf in my mouth like, oh, my God, that is the worst. The, how could there even be a movie like how long could it last? It's just oh, it's, we a, gotta, three, it's a trilogy. We got to throw someone else to it. Like what? <laughs> Who comes up with these ideas? These were your five questions. You uh, asked me what I wouldn't want to be in. How do you even? Oh, man, it's just the worst. Don't honestly, don't Google it. I'm telling you, you don't want to know. It's the worst. Welcome back to the uh, Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440 Live in Orders Nation YouTube. Seriously, don't Google it. I didn't Google it, but just the explanation was bad enough. Oh. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> the best part is text like, hey, guys, it wouldn't be bad if you're the first one of the centipede. It would still be bad. It's like the world's worst conga line. Yeah. Well, worse than that. Yeah. There's very few things I can imagine. Like, that's just like a full-on torture. Oh. Can you imagine a 90-minute movie about that and then two sequels about the first one? <laughs> What's wrong with people? But how do they eat? That's my question. What do they eat? Yeah, well, exactly. Gross. Oh, man. Oh, okay. Anyway, let's uh, let's get back on track. The Gregor Show presented by Play Alberta Dots. Like, how many of you out there have actually watched that movie? Like, be honest. How many of you have watched anything of the Human Centipede trilogy? I'm going to look up the box office receipts while we work on this. Uh, yeah, it's like, uh, I, you know what? I get a guess out of the Sports 1440 audience. 1%. 1%. Most of you are like, no, not interested. Don't want to see it. It's Positive Friday. I'm going to think positive thoughts on this. It's a Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Hey, you want to know what's positive? 27 mil. You can win it right now. Lottery tickets. You've got games. Single game betting. you got the uh, odd boost. Get it all at PlayAlberta.ca. As we welcome into the show for the Spec Report brought to you by GS Construction. They are hiring 
Looking for a great company to work for? They got a lot of openings. Go to Indeed.com and look up GS Construction. As we welcome to the show, Mark Spector from uh, Rogers Sportsnet. And uh, Speck, now you've had a few guys tell you to bleep off before, but uh, hey, last night you just get the coach to drop an F-bomb, uh, not even directed at you, just suddenly. Like, uh, obviously uh, he's not overly happy with how his team's playing. Yeah, you knew when that slipped out on Jay Woodcroft <laughs> that he was, uh, yeah, he's he keeps his cool pretty good. You know, like he never gets mad and he's, he's you know, Mr. Keeps his, the profile he wants to portray is the one he portrays. So when that slipped out, you knew that he was a little sour. And he should be, right? He should be. I mean, talk to John Brophy after his team's playing the way the Oilers is playing. There'd be more than one F-bomb dropped, I'll guarantee you that. I expect true story. So my brother, when he played in the East Coast League, John Brophy was his coach in Hampton Roads. And uh, he used to, he used to bring his big uh, dog, like a St. Bernard dog, onto the ice sometimes for practice. And uh, they were going through a stretch, and uh, the game before something had happened, and one of their guys didn't uh, didn't stand up for the other team, and they're in practice, and Brophy's talking to the guy, and the guy, you know, they get into a little an arguing match, and you got to remember, John Brophy's probably like sixty five at this time, and John Brophy one punches the guy, and, and my brother laughed, he goes like. Brophy still might have been one of the toughest guys in our team at that point, and we were all in our twenties. But Brophy was a lunatic, and uh, so yeah, it wouldn't uh, it wouldn't surprise. He said it was funny. Colin goes, he really liked me as a guy, so I had no issues with him. But he, uh, if he didn't like you, it wasn't good to be a player for uh, for John Brophy yep. in the uh, in the nineties in the uh, in minor pro for sure. Now Jay Woodcroft's obviously not going to do that, but I do wonder, Spec, Winnipeg's coming to town. Nate Schmidt makes five point nine million dollars. He was a healthy scratch their last game, right? We've seen Damon Severson, big free agent signing, bench for the third period. Timo Meyer, big free agent signing, bench for the third period in New Jersey. Um, Jay Woodcroft, when you've only got one extra forward or one extra defenseman, and right now it's DeHarnay, Broberg, or Ernie, that's it. Like, no offense, sitting one of those guys, not getting any attention. Like, there are some players who play significant minutes on the orders who simply aren't playing well enough. At what point do you think Jay Woodcroft's like, okay, you know what? whether it's one shift, two shifts, minimizing the minutes. Like at some point, you got to do something to try to shock your team, don't you? Well, that's the process here. Like one thing about the cap system, and when you only have 21 guys, it eliminates a lot of the coaching tools, right? You know, he's only got 12 forwards. So you're right. Like it's not like you could take two people in and put two in the press box or whatever. Like his, his, his hands are tied to a certain extent. So he's got to do other things. He's got to limit in game minutes for sure. Right. The problem is he's got so many guys playing bad. It's hard to feel the team. If you sit down, everyone who's not playing any good, you're going to have about four players <laughs> from last night in Philly. So, you know, the most, I, I, here's what we know. Most of his players are good players, right? Yeah. He's got good players. So the coach's job, you know, and it's not his sole responsibility. They have to get their act together. Yeah. But if I'm Jay Woodcroft, my concern isn't punishing them for playing bad. It's figuring out how to get them to play good. That's what he's got to do here. It's not about we're sitting you because you're bad. Like I say, he'd have to sit seven guys, you know, including McDavid last night. He wasn't very good. No. So – Okay. He's got to figure out how to get these guys playing good and not worry about punishing them. Yeah, or maybe go the other way, reward the guys who are playing good. Like, honestly, the third line was their best line again last night, five on five. Give them a few more minutes. I know they're not scoring, but at least they're not getting, you know, crushed shots for and against. At least they're getting some positive momentum for your team. 
Well, the best forward on this team through four games is Warren Fogle. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's good for Warren Fogle because that's, that's, you know, you want him to be a good player, but that doesn't speak well for your team. I don't, I'm not trying to insult Warren Fogle, but we shouldn't be saying that after four games. And we are. I've watched all four games. The guy that's had the best four games all told is Warren Fogle. He's a third line winger. So uh, they got to get guys going. They got to get Kane going. Uh, Kane, the season hasn't even started yet for him, it seems like. Um, you know, Brown, we're, I guess we just got to let the clock tick until he can find his way back from this injury. I mean, it's going to take some time, apparently. You know, that I like the McLeod and Holloway line together, but they, you know, they skate fast and they hit hard, but the puck doesn't go, hasn't gone in yet. But you know what? You got to have some patience. And generally speaking, you can afford patience if you're picking up points along the way. But if you're playing the way they're playing right now, it's hard to be patient. If you're Coach Woodcroft, who are you starting in net next game, Spec? That's got to be Skinner. I'm waiting for somebody to grab the horns here, you know. I didn't think – I thought they'd start Skinner in Philly. They started Campbell because he's trying to get a guy rolling. And Campbell was okay in Philly. That's all he was. He was okay. He yeah. was terrible in front of him, but he was only okay. So, yeah, I've started Skinner for sure and try to get him on a roll. Someone's got to get on a roll here, man. Spec, did you see the new line combinations? Hyman, Drysaddle, McDavid, Nugent Hopkins, Fogel, Yanmark, Kane, McLeod, and um, Brown, and then Holloway centering Ernie and Ryan. What do you think? Well, sure. You know, I mean, you got to mix things up here, man. That's it's you know, again, if you can't put a whole bunch of new guys in the, into the roster and onto the ice, then mix up your lines. So, listen. He's coaching his – what do they say? He's playing the piano as fast as he can, Jason. That's what he's doing here, yeah. right? Those lines will last a period. If they're no good, he'll change them again mid-game. Yeah, so, like- you know, this is what a coach does. He mixes his lines up. I don't. I, I think it'll be cool to see Holloway play center ice. You know, some people want to see him in the top six right away. If he's going to play center, he should be in the bottom six for sure well, in my yeah. eyes. But. Yeah, you know, I'm not putting him in as my second line center right now. No, but, but the, uh, sure, he's you know he's played well. Holloway's played pretty well, hasn't he? Yeah, exactly. That's why I'm a little surprised he's kind of getting the demotion. I know it's to center, but I'm curious about his minutes. Spec, if he ends up playing the same amount of minutes, no problem. But Dylan Holloway is the one of the guys like if Fogels are most consistent for it. Holloway was close, and then Zach Hyman. Like Holloway, for what we expect from him, from what you're asking him to play, his minutes. You know what? He's been very noticeable, energetic. He's you know he's he's at least out shooting the opposition. Uh, you know they're fairly positive shifts sometimes. Um, you know it was kind of comical though the one time he gets his helmet knocked off and he's looking to go to the go, go to the bench and that kind of summarized the uh, the order season and it became a meme online right like he gets his helmet knocked off and inadvertently now you got to go he's going to the bench then he gets hit by a shot boom right on the skate laces goes down you're just like are you kidding me and that's kind of how it's been through four games for the orders but <laughs> like Yanmark kind of hung around and he kind of hung around and blocked that shot yeah like from the press box I was from the press box I was questioning whether that should be a penalty because when you lose your helmet you're supposed to leave the ice and not take part in the play anymore right and he tried I mean he he made sure he blocked that shot so he was taking part in the play you could have had a minor penalty there yeah um right. possibly but I just look like if Yanmark's going up to the top six, I'm sorry, I don't. I, the only way spec is if the coach has a strategy tomorrow that Yanmark, Fogel, and Nugent Hopkins are getting a lot of D zone starts because Yanmark, you know, he's responsible defensively, doesn't make a lot of bad decisions with the puck because he's not giving you anything offensively right now. 
No, no, he's not a – listen, he's a fourth-line NHL player. That's what Yanmark is. I like the player. You know, no one brought him in here. No one looks at him. No one says he should be on the second line. So, again, you know, maybe what they're trying to do is just keep some pucks out of their net. I'm not sure what happened with Nugent Hopkins. He was absolutely fantastic in Nashville and every bit that bad last night in Philly. So that's another veteran and another leader on this team that needs to find some consistency in his game. So, you know what? I, I wasn't at practice. I'm not sure what's going what, what Jay's plan is here. That's a strong defensive line, right? That line shouldn't get scored on. Um, you know, is he going to spread some ice time out for, with all four lines then? Is that maybe what he's doing? Is that fourth line going to get more than they usually get? I mean, let's see. In this team, you know how it works. It all revolves around 97 and 29. If they're going good, they get more ice time. You know, if they're not going good, someone else gets some. But most nights they are going good, and whoever starts in the fourth line doesn't end up playing much around here. Yeah, and that's why my concern is about uh, uh, Dylan Holloway. Holloway. Yeah, so, yep. you know, to me, if, if he's centering there, but he's getting extra minutes, no problem. Um, you know, you mentioned McDavid. Like, McDavid didn't have a shot on goal 5-on-5 five five spec. That's two out of four games. This year, like the orders only have six goals, five on five. It, it's we can talk about their defensive game hasn't been great, but for a team that's best asset is offense. We're seeing like, yeah, they had the six goal breakout once against Nashville, who right now is like the, you know, their their little eight year old uh, brother and they're adults and they're spanking them for fun. They um they haven't been great offensively in their other games. They only have five goals combined in three other games. So, you know, are you, what are you not seeing offensively from a lot of their top guys? Kane, you know, McDavid by his standards, right? Brown, obviously not going. Like there's some guys who really like Zach Hyman is the only guy really who's producing lots five on five. Yeah, because he's winning his battles. He's, he's winning the puck. He's keeping the plays alive. It's not one and done with Zach Hyman. I think what's missing is all the things that happen before a chance occurs, right? The puck, you know, Philly had the puck far too much last night. You know, when, when you're playing a team like Philly, you're supposed to have the puck because you're a way better team than they are. And they outworked Edmonton, and they had the puck. Whenever there was a 50-50 puck in the neutral zone or their defensive zone, Philly took it and went north with it. So, yeah, McDavid's not getting any any shots on goal when the puck's on the other team's stick. You know, it's it's that simple. Like, we, you know, this is – if I was an NHL coach, Jason, I would be saying to you, don't focus on what happens at the end when the puck's going in the net. Focus on all the things that get you to the point before you take the shot. Right. Yeah. That's what the orders are failing at. If the, when they get their chances, when they earn their chances, they'll get their goals. But right now, they're not getting chances because they're not earning chances. They're not winning battles. They don't have the puck. They're not working hard enough. They're not playing physical enough. They're getting pushed around. They're giving pucks away. They're not breaking out cleanly. They're not executing worth a darn. Those are all the things that are the reason why there's no chances at the end of the line. I've got two highlights for the start of the season. One's McDavid spinning on his knees and popping up to score, and the other one is you getting Coach Woodcroft to drop an F-bomb. I'm just wondering if you have any other good stories you remember about Oilers coaches who are like beyond the pale for rage in a press conference and maybe what they've done. <laughs> oh, boy. Hey, how come I'm getting credit for getting Woodcroft? Didn't you do it? It was good. It That's my fault, was it? Gregor explained it. You did I thought it. it was your question, wasn't it? I don't know. Was it? It could have been. I thought it was. I'm not taking blame for that. Uh, <laughs> well, it's not blame. I'm giving you credit. <laughs> 
I remember yeah, okay, way back no, in the fine. day, Ron Lowe, Coach Lowe, used to absolutely barely hold his rage together in post-game press conferences. And I remember he famously yeah. threw his gum across the bench. That was a good one. Yeah, uh, low tide was fun. Coaches back then were fun because maybe there wasn't as many cameras. There certainly wasn't any social media. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I, ha- I went work the dressing room last night. The last guy we talked to is Woodcroft, and then we walk around the in the bottom of the rink and sit down on my computer, and I sit down to start writing. I was already watching the Jay Woodcroft clip on Twitter, right? Yeah. Within five minutes of him saying it, I haven't even started writing yet, and it's out there. So coaches now are careful they don't like those clips of themselves flying around the internet swearing there's a <laughs> speaking of john brophy i don't know if you could find this on the internet but you know how there's some famous sports rants out there oh yeah well, he's got one if, if you search out john brophy rant i mean it is the, it's the best hockey rant in the history of hockey rants well, uh i've never heard anything like it there's more f-bombs in there than there'll be people in the seats on saturday night against (laughs) (laughs) it is unbelievable there was no rant spec but for the year that pat quinn was the head coach he was so funny like he had some absolute class like just real just simple subtle ones right you know, like somebody had asked him when they had that ESPN, the nude athlete edition, and there was Surrey and Cogliano and Morrow. And Quinn, all he said was, there's a lot of beefcake in there. <laughs> but man, he had lots right. of funny answers in the, those press go. Like when his team was bad, he had no issue ripping on him. And Struddy's told some hilarious stories, like on the bed. Like, remember the day Pat Quinn showed up to the rink thinking it was a game day, but it was a practice day and he had a suit on? <laughs> yes, I do. Or the, that. I know he would. He loved all those old terms. Some of them you can't even say on this radio show. Some of the things he said, yeah. right? Like he said some things out of the '60s that we used to say back then that you don't say now. Uh, he did call his team after they had a very lively morning skate and a very poor performance. I believe he called them a bunch of morning glories. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which, is, which no one uses that term anymore, uh, but he did. Oh, yeah. No, he was uh, – Pat Quinn, got, he was a character, man. He was, he oh, was so, funny. so funny. Spec. We'll see who, hey, there's two one and three teams here uh, going at it tomorrow. Two desperate teams, two teams that are leaking goals. The Jets have allowed 19 goals. And like the orders think they're bad defensively. They're like, hey, the Jets have given up three more than them, for goodness sake. So uh, we will see who can uh, shore up their defense or might be uh, last goal wins tomorrow night. Well, we'll see what happens. Uh, I, the owners probably don't care what type of game it is as long as one that they win. I think both teams are like, yeah, I'd love to win two work. to one, but they just want to win. They want to win, and they, and I mean, ideally, they want to win. You know, they like a nice three-one hockey game here. They like to outwork somebody. They like to play a, a the brand of hockey that we kind of remember down the stretch last year when they weren't allowing any goals. Like, th- remember, guys, their stated goal, the biggest goal they had coming this year, had nothing to do with offense. It was about getting their goals against from the, you know, I think they were seventeenth last year into the top ten. Yeah. And right now, they're like twenty-eighth in a league. So they've got to get their defensive game together. That comes with work and commitment and execution and playing smart and getting your head on a swivel, Evan Bouchard. Uh, All of those things have to happen before pucks are going to stay out of the net. Forget the goalies. We'll get to the goalies later. The guys in front of them got to play better first. What do you make of the attendance in Winnipeg of late spec? 
Yeah, that's a little a little worrisome. You know, guys, I, I've often thought this. Like, so let's say let's say Wanye, you and your wife have season tickets. <laughs> Why? <And> let's say <laughs> oh spec, <laughs> whatever. It's going to be four hundred bucks a night. Probably you're spending right yep. between the tickets and getting there and eating and drinking. Well, for three hockey games, you go down to Costco, buy yourself a 58-inch big screen. Yeah. And for three more games, you can buy the couch. And for three more games, you can have enough beer for the whole season. So the, the in-house experience of watching sports has gone north. And the cost of going to the games, of course, everybody knows how expensive it is. I'll tell you what, man, on a cold winter night, you want to go pay all that money and drink 11 or $12 beers or you want to sit at home in front of your own beautiful TV with your dog at your lap and a cold beer coming out of the fridge? It's hard for NHL teams right now, especially up here in Canada. 100%. Speck, have a good weekend. We'll see you at the okay. rink. All right, boys. That's uh, Mark Spector in the uh, Spec Report brought to you by GS Construction. Uh, when we return, a guy who knows all of the Pat Quinn Saints. Memorized every one of them. He will join us next on the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440 Live on Orders Nation YouTube presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Pause of Friday rolls through. Gregor, Monier Gretz, Connor Halley with you. Remember, if you're going to the Old Kings game on Sunday, please bring some uh, warm winter socks for uh, low income and uh, homeless seniors. Bring uh, a four pack, and uh, you will also. Uh, you will get some tickets to an upcoming Oil Kings game. So it's a great deal. And hey, by the way, you know, can you go? We have a uh, low seats for uh, low seats to a uh, Sunday's game against the Seattle Thunderbirds. So, uh, if you want to go, Bill LaForge, the GM of the uh, Thunderbirds, very good team. And, uh, go see that game. We'll give you the tickets. You promise that you'll bring some socks. That's the fair trade-off, I think. We're giving you four low seats, courtesy of Pat at the Brew House. So text in with your name and email if you can go on Sunday, a four-pack of tickets for low seats, the Oil Kings and the Seattle Thunderbirds. You'll get the free tickets. you bring some socks. and You're going to get tickets to another game. So it's like a two-for-one for you. It's a pretty good deal. You know who else would need a lot of socks, Gregor? Human centipede. Think of all the feet. I'm not even visualizing any centipede right now. Although, like although you, know what, you know what I think about that when I think centipede? I think of James and the Giant Peach because I read that that book to my son recently. It's a fantastic book. Anybody who's ever read uh, James and the Giant Peach, it's amazing. And uh, there's the centipede and the peach. It's fa- And it's a very positive story. But they talk about how he has to take his boots off every night. And it's very long. And he gets in the, uh, you know, the glowworm gets pretty upset with him. But then James helps him and takes off his shoes. On the centipede, that's a lot of shoes. It's, uh, geez, I sounded like low tide there for a second, just rambling right into something else. It's unbelievable. It's rubbing off of me. It's fantastic. I like that. It's a great book, though. Great book. By the way, speaking of a good book, I'm, I'm reading The Warriors, The Clan Cats. It's, uh, it's all a book about these four clans of cats of my son. And it's one of those things, you know, when, and it, you know, well, you're, you know, you have a young son. That routine of reading to your kids, it's one of my favorite parts of the day. Like, I, and now my son's old, like, we can read books that, like, I actually enjoy. Right? Not that I didn't enjoy a lot of young ones, but I kind of got sick of reading the same book over and over. But it's great. I like it. You know, you do it as a parent. But now it's, like, kind of fun. I'm almost like, hey, you want to go to bed early? We can read the book a little bit longer. And he's like, no. <laughs> so, uh, but he's on to me because now I, I'm like, hey, well, we can read a little longer. So make deals but yeah it's, it's fantastic it's unbelievable i'm loving the uh, the warriors um 
Or is it, we got the new third book, actually, so I'll start that tonight. I like it. You know what else was a trilogy? Don't even talk. Don't mention that again. I'm, the visual's gross. Uh, we welcome in host of the lowdown, noon until 2. Al, you must have read James and the Giant Peach. Oh, yes. I read all of the classics. Uh, you know, uh, Where's the Frog? All of them. They're all wonderful. <laughs> the great thing about about any books that you read to your child is you will both remember them forever. Same with movies. Uh, my daughter and I saw The Princess Bride maybe, I don't know, 25 times when she was a kid. And I would always say, you know, hey, let's watch you know Princess Bride. And then now she says it. So it goes full circle. And those, those memories that you have are like their goal. They just are. I, I remember reading the uh, Mr. McGregor um, F. Beatrix Poster and Potter, I think. Uh, those as well. And um, it's just a good, it's just a wonderful memory. Jason, you'll remember it forever. Oh, that's great. Al, if you were writing a short story on the Oilers' first four games of the season, what would be your premise? I'd say that, that something like a, maybe a, a title like work work hard work smart, and I think they're 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 just not working smart. They're doing. Uh, the owners always remind me of that kid who says, "No, no, I don't have to study for the exam. I'll just you know, uh, it's not until the end of the year. I'll just play around, and then and then I'll uh, uh, have the, the the answers by the end of the year." And the owners don't do it. They uh, Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid. Uh, in last night's game, made now McDavis was a little bit of a fluke, but they made errant passes, and you know the teams that are going to really shoot for the Stanley Cup. If you watch Vegas, they're careful. They they'd much rather eat the puck than pass it to a danger area. And the Oilers are so skilled, and they can do so many things that you you think, oh well, you know they'll get it done. But when they don't get it done, and they're on a bad streak, and I think there's some bad luck involved, uh, it, it looks bad on them. They're not. They're not a disciplined team like they should be and someday they will learn that but but to this day even the really high-end guys are are a little more risky than you'd like yeah uh, so i look at them and, and that filters down there's been some bad plays um you know jay woodcroft uh, put the line blender on high today and uh, and came up with four new combinations dylan holloway is going to see at center which i'm kind of intrigued by but i'm also like yeah but he's on the fourth line i get i guess that's probably the best place to start him at center if you're going to play him center but the yanmark nugent hopkins fogel al the only rational thing i can think of for that line is jay woodcroft says this is my d zone start line yeah, I think that's a really good point, and I think that, that um, I, I think that that he's trying to shake up the team. I think that would be the, the reason I would give for for that kind of an alignment. The problem that he has is that that Evander Kane is not playing well, no. and you can't hide him if you're not going to play him on the fourth line, and you can't play him on the fourth line because he's a feature player, and when he does break out, he's going to you know fill the net. That's what he's always done. Uh, I. I I like uh, McLeod and Fogel and either Brown uh, or um, Fogel, but they're looking for some kind of a, a magic switch here. What I don't like, Jason, is you know, you're putting Holloway on the fourth line, and I know that the coaching staff, with the best of intentions, they'll say, okay, this is great. We're going to roll four lines. But you know it won't happen. Yes, no. They'll be down 2-1 in the second period, and then all of a sudden the fourth line gets sat, and then Holloway will play six minutes and 38 seconds. It's just wrong-headed. you got to play these kids. 
Yeah, well, that's that's my whole thing. If Holloway is there and then he somehow is reduced in ice time despite being one of their more consistent forwards in the first four games, I'm sorry, it's a terrible message to send. Like, you know what, there's... We've seen coaches around the league do it. Al, the Nate Schmidt comes to town with a 5.9 million cap hit. He got a healthy scratch the whole game. Um, we've seen yeah. Timo Meyer bench. We've seen Severson. Now, I'm not saying the player can't come back. I'm not saying you have to sit the guy in the press box, but I'll say this. If in the first period, like last game, the third line was going, you don't have to bench anybody. Just play the third line more. I agree with that, and I, th- I do think that uh, I'm worried a little bit about Bouchard, Jason, because, you know, I've seen this happen with, with Pody and with Justin Schultz, and I can't remember who else, but a little bit of chaos defensemen, and they, they tend to be, they run on, on confidence, and I think Bouchard's confidence is at a low ebb. He's going to play a home game. If he makes a mistake early, he'll get booed. Water fans don't like finesse defensemen who, who make mistakes, and, and I, look, I think Bouchard's a great player, but he's making more money now there's more expectation and he hasn't played well ideally they'd move him down to the third pair and play him with say Kulak or or even Broberg he had success with Broberg a year ago I don't think they'll do that but your point about you know ice time and maybe allotting it based on performance I think is a very good one and I think Jason or uh, uh, Jay Woodcroft should pay attention to that idea Tom Pody, Justin Schultz, and Evan Bouchard. You put those three together, LT? I'm freaking out over here. I'm freaking out. No, I don't, but I, I think fans do. I think fans, when they see a, a finesse defenseman make mistakes, and Bouchard has, like, the gaffe that he made uh, last night was, you know, he, like, he's good with the puck, but confidence is a thing. Yeah. And he's not, you know, he's not a 300-game defenseman yet. He's played, but not... Not a lot, and they're asking a, a, you know him to play big minutes. And Ekholm so far hasn't been Ekholm yet. He'll be fine, but I I think if they played him third pair tomorrow night, it would probably do him a favor. Who do you start net tomorrow night, LT? I go with Skinner, but I don't I don't fault them for going with Campbell uh, in in the, the game because what you want eventually uh, is to have Campbell push like really push like say all right this is my net and maybe he maybe he gets you know 50 starts to 32 or something or 45 to 37 but you want Campbell to be very confident because if he is going into the playoffs I think the owners will will have pretty feel pretty good about about his chances he he did not play badly in last year's playoffs people forget that but he didn't no he didn't at all and just like Evan, the thing that's a little concerning to me is like Evan Bouchard, I thought Al played quite well in the postseason. I thought he was much more engaged yeah. physically. He was battling a lot harder. And I know that he's he's a very relaxed player. That, that can be one of his biggest strengths at times. He's very poised with the puck normally, and he doesn't panic. But he also can be a little lackadaisical entering into a battle or a one-on-one engagement. And you just, I don't know what it is, but yeah, you need a little bit of spark with him. I like your idea. So... The way Broberg's played out, like, I, I, I wouldn't rule out just, hey, put Broberg with Ekholm for a game and Bouchard yep. with Kulak. I agree. That's a great point. And this, you know, now would be the time to do it because Broberg has played well enough. I mean, he got a, a healthy scratch, and I know that the Flyers are a more physical team, so you want DeHarnay. But I like the idea of playing Broberg. Uh, you know, what I what I think they maybe they could do, and I don't think they will, but what they might want to do is dress seven defensemen tomorrow night and because DeHarnay, uh, I thought, you know, was pretty good on the, the, the penalty kill, and he does, he, he offers some toughness. But I, I would play 
Roberg on the second pair, and then Cece with with Nurse, and try to get try to get the minutes as even as you can. I know they won't. I know Nurse Cece and Ekholm Bouchard or Ekholm Broberg would play a lot, but if you can get like if you could have offensive zone starts for Bouchard, for instance, mm-hmm. and and yeah, and um, if you could do that, then I think that you're you're. You're you're helping out all the young players. They got, you know, Deharnay hasn't played a lot in the NHL. Broberg hasn't played a lot in the NHL, and Mouchard is not exactly a, a totally experienced guy. So that's you know, if you play two of those guys every night, two out of six is thirty three percent of your starting lineup has some experience issues. Um, but you need to get them the experience now because if come playoff time, if this is the seven, you you want them to be a little more battle hardened. So I like your idea about playing Broberg on the second pair with Echo tomorrow night. Al, enjoy the weekend. Uh, what's your expectations for the Elks? Do you think a significant change? Like, to me, the biggest question the organization has to do, and I know there's some talk about, you know, will there be some out clause here for the Elks and, you know, maybe make a change and so they don't have this cap uh, uh, for management or not. But I just, I don't think Chris Jones can come back in all three roles. I, I, I Well, it, it, not if you want to have success. So I don't know if if he'll relinquish one or not, or you know maybe he walks away. But to me, that's the big decision for the green and gold. What do you think happens? Yeah, I, I agree, and I think that I think Jones is like. I, here's what I think. I think Jones is a, a really motivated coach, and he's a coach. Like you, you listen to him talking, he's just a pure coach. And I think he probably felt he could take on all the roles. But I'd be surprised if he felt the same way about everything now that he did, you know, back at the beginning of the process. Because I don't think you can do all three jobs. No. I think you can do some of the some of the parts of them, but you can't do all of them. And it hurts the team, Jason. Yep. And they they need to have. You know what they need? They need a real leader at the top just like any other organization doesn't matter what you do yet they need a guy who just says to hell with this noise if we have to you know get a new coach or gm or whatever we're going to do it but we're not going the way we've gone uh, and i'll give jones credit trey ford was a was a, a a little bit of an unusual draft pick where they took him but he looks like the real deal and good on them and i i love that he drafts athletes he's got a lot of good things about him but he can't do all three jobs because guess what nobody can no wholeheartedly agree. Al, have yourself a spectacular weekend. We'll chat with you. You too, guys. On Enjoy Monday. The weather. I think this is the last one. Oh, hey, I hope you're hope you're wrong, but you're probably right. Uh, when we come back, Wanye's World next on the Jason Greger Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. We ro- I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. burrow.com slash ACAST. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All through, pause of Friday. Gregor, Bonnie Gretz, Connor Halley with you. Email us in our Jiffy Doob inbox, 833-401-1440. Connor uh, did pick a winner. And uh, congratulations to Brent M. He's going to the Oil Kings game. Uh, thanks, everybody, who uh, entered. We always have your name on a list. We'll see. And eventually, we'd like to, to give it to everybody, hopefully. We'll see. Good luck, Brent. Bring some socks. Bring some socks. Let's get now to... Wanye's World brought to you by Action Electrical. They have solar and other green energy products have a business income tax incentive. Capital costs associated with solar projects completed before 2028 can be fully deducted in the year they're incurred. So think about that. ActionElectrical.net. Here's Wanye's World. Positive Friday, Gregor, and I'm looking at the internet and I'm watching Oilers fans and positivity is in short supply. We are 121st over done this season that's it people we're four games in and we are at level 80 freak out already we got like ptsd from the decade of darkness echoing in our brains and we just anytime like this, we don't have to get off to a good start to make the playoffs people what we don't want to do is freak out what we don't want to do is panic and turn on each other and run evan bouchard out of town like he's a young tom Pody as Low Tide earlier suggested. So I'm just trying to preach calm here, Gregor, today on a positive Friday. Calm. Well, I, I think that's fair. I also think it's fair to say, because I believe the order slow start won't cost them the playoffs, but their end goal was the Stanley Cup. Yes. And if the slow, now, if, if it ends this way and the orders all of a sudden, you know, end up being six and four in their first 10, and you're like, okay, you know, it's, it's manageable, fine. So that means they'd go like six and, which, which is hard to do, six and one in their next, uh, uh, or no, sorry, they would be five and one in their next six games. Then you're like, okay, it's all right. But the longer this goes, like if all of a sudden Saturday's a loss, Right now you're one and four and potentially now because Vegas is going into Chicago and hey, God love the Blackhawks. But uh, the way Vegas is rolling, that's almost seems like a gimme win. And then they're going to be at 12 points. Suddenly you're 10 points back and you're like, what? Because home ice advantage matters later in the playoffs. So the slow start to me is not a panic to win the uh, to get to the playoffs. It just means your road to the cup suddenly becomes way harder and you've cost yourself that. Now you got to work way harder for a slow start. And that's the challenge. I don't want to be sitting here talking about the road to the cup getting harder. It's only October 20th. We're 11 days from Halloween still. Well, Exactly. But that's what they're doing, though. Right? That's what they're doing if this continues, is you're making it way harder on yourself and harder than it should have to be. Because I think the Orders are a talented team. But I think it's fair to say that so far... They have not played up to their capability. But now you're making me freak out because now I think there's actually a huge problem here, Gregor. And I was preaching patience. <laughs> and everybody calm down. Wow. Now you're telling me it's October 20th and the road to the cup already has giant obstacles. Well, just potentially bigger ones. Yes, you don't want that. But that's just, hey, man, the cup is hard to win. And, and you can't, it's hard. You can't win the cup in October, but I think you can lose it. And part of that is, A, getting off to a terrible start. You can't recover and make the playoffs. That's obviously one. But the other one is 
you missed a chance to finish first in your division. And now you have to be on the road for the second round, the third round, potentially the fourth round. And yeah, the LA Kings have done it. It's just way harder. So Oilers, uh, tighten up the skates. You know, knock the helmets around. Get the fuzziness out of there. Wake up. They got to play better. Got to beat the Jets, Oil. Come oh, on geez, now. Oh, jeez, you kidding me? Both teams, one and three, man. That should be a desperate must game. Must win. Should be very entertaining. Must win. You heard it from Wanye Gretz. The first must win of the year. Only in game five. Got to love it. Have yourselves a great weekend. Please don't be inebriated. Don't drink and drive. Don't weed and drive. Get home safe. Take an Uber. Walk. Whatever you need to do. It's nice out. But do not be inebriated. We want you to be able to listen to us on Monday. Let's get to the con man and a sports 1440 update brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling. Home of the no payments. No interest for one year on your furnace. Stay warm all winter at LegacyHeating.ca. Good night. 